Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Philly power play, 15 seconds to go on it. A drop, here comes Frost moving in, gets the shot to the net. And a save made by a split-second reaction by Reimer. Final seconds ticking off, Frost another tip toward the goal, saved by Reimer. Two brilliant saves by James Reimer. The Sharks clear and the penalty on Ferraro's over. The empty net to our right. Stolen away, Cunnan has it, looking for Couture. He's got a man, Sturm. Can Sturm get it? Can he shoot it? He does, he scores! What an effort by Nico Sturm today! And he finishes it off with the Sharks' first goal of the third period this year. It's three nothing, San Jose, it's in the empty net, but nobody cares. I don't care. All right, good afternoon everyone and welcome to the build-up as we get ready for today's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas, one of the early season impressive teams. They do sit at the top of the Pacific right now and they are playing very well. Five wins, two losses. Uh, They're coming off a win last night against Toronto and they have been very good on defense. They've been very much... um, Kind of what we expected them to potentially be if things went right. Because Bruce Cassidy's defensive system play more that zonal style. Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill have been living up to uh, what they need them to be. You've also had Jack Eichel who's playing well. He's healthy. Mark Stone looking healthy as well. So this this is going to be a challenge for the Sharks. Um, You know, I don't... I don't think there's any other way to put it, but at the same time, the Sharks are a team that is rapidly improving, and we are watching them overall be a team that is not as bad as we thought they would be, and they've got a lot to prove to show that they can be as good as we think they could be, and it's obviously not been a great start for San Jose, but at the same time, you know, I I was not expecting that, so it will be very interesting to see what happens tonight, because now the Sharks... Once again, back on a different time zone, back on a different schedule. They've been in, you know, Europe. They've been here on the West Coast. They've been on the East Coast. Now they're back on the West Coast. They got a day off yesterday. Hopefully today allows them to get some rest and get some things in place for what they need to do tonight against a team in Vegas that's most definitely going to present some challenges. This is going to be a tough game, but at the same time, it does feel overall, after the 0-5 start, that things are trending in the right direction for the Sharks. You've given up four goals in the last three games. You're coming off a shutout. You are doing the necessary things to put yourself in a position to win. And the Sharks could have taken three out of four on that road trip and, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, whatever. But I do believe that this is a team that is getting better. However, this is a good test tonight against a team in Vegas that even though they are in the second end of a back-to-back, they're playing well. They have some good depth. We're likely to see Aiden Hill get his quote-unquote uh, uh, revenge game against this uh, this Sharks team that was formerly, you know, what he thought he was a part of for the future. And we'll see what type of motivation that lends to it. But it, it should be a good one tonight. But now we are joined by Jesse Granger, who covers the Knights for The Athletic. You can also see him on NHL Network. Jesse, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Oh, not much. Just uh, recovering from the Phil Kessel night. 
1.0 last night. Uh, he obviously tied the Ironman streak, and now yeah. tonight going up to San Jose. So it's it's been a, a 48 hours of Phil Kessel. Yeah, man, Phil Kessel, obviously one of the most uh, enduring and enjoyable characters of uh, you know the entirety of, of NHL. And you know, obviously, you turn into NHL Network or you turn on to you know ESPN. They've been referencing it, and um, I guess I'll start with you. Like, what does that specifically mean to you? Because you know, it means something to everybody else beyond it just being like, well, yeah, he's, you know, he's able to go night after night after night, but what's your interpretation of it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it, it obviously shows a guy can play through a lot of pain. We all know that these players are never a hundred percent. Um, but I also think it's a lot of luck. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Phil, mm-hmm. but I think there are a lot of guys in the league that play through pain and sometimes you just catch a puck to the foot and your foot's broken and you're not playing tomorrow. Um, no matter, no matter how much pain you can play through. And I think, um, it speaks to his hockey IQ. He was able to keep himself out of danger. I mean, he's a winger. He's constantly battling along the boards. He's taken hits. He's been able to keep his body out of harm's way, um, with a little bit of luck and, and a guy who really, really loves hockey. I mean, we were talking to him yesterday and he's, he's a man, a few words. He doesn't really go into in depth with his answers but the one thing you can definitely sense is that he just likes playing hockey we asked him what does it mean to you phil and his answer was it means i played a lot of hockey games and that's neat <laughs> um, so <laughs> he just like the I, I wrote in my story these two games last night against toronto and and against san jose to break the record for him that they're just two more hockey games but honestly that's enough for him because it's all he likes doing is playing hockey so um, I think it's a really cool streak. I think it's cool that a guy like Phil is the one to break it, um, and it should be fun tonight. I mean, that's the thing. You say a guy like Phil, and, you know, for the uninitiated, it's, you know, Phil Kessel who, you know, he wants Cola on the bench. He wants, you know, he, he doesn't train. I mean, he might be lying, but I don't think he is. Um, I, I mean, clearly he's an athlete, but it's not like he's walking out there with, like, the, the six-pack and, you know, the veins popping. Like, the dude is just the definition of the natural and he keeps on going. Like I I just always wonder if like there's somebody out there who's thinking about this and and saying to themselves, okay, like how much difference can genetics really make? Because clearly we have this complete aberration, which is throwing all we know about modern sports and athletic training right in our faces. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Yesterday, the, the Golden Knights had their morning skate and you know how a lot of teams when they're doing the circle at the end, the stretching circle, they'll they'll put the guy who's playing against his former team or whatever it is that day in the middle and they, they threw Kessel in the middle and he hates the attention. This guy, he likes to keep to himself. He does not like being the center of attention. So he was reluctant to go in there. But he did anyway, and they gave him the stick taps. And then afterwards, I'm joking with Bruce Cassidy. I was like, we know Phil doesn't like the attention. And Cassidy jumps in, he goes, and we know he doesn't like to stretch, um, <laughs> which is hilarious because we're talking about the guy who's about to play a thousand games in a row. And everything I was taught growing up is like the most basic form of injury prevention in sports is stretching. Yeah. Um, so like, I know we're kind of joking, but it is hilarious that the guy who's known for not wanting to stretch is the guy who's going to play 990 games in a row tonight. Uh, it's, it's wild. But that's the thing, like you hear these stories and I work in soccer in way as well. And, uh, you know, Chris Wondolowski with the earthquakes, the all time goal scoring leader for major league soccer, he didn't really believe in warms up warmups or stretching wasn't, you know, fought against the weight room and that type of stuff as hard as possible guy played nearly was damn near 40. 
Um, and you know, like you hear these stories of these, like the most enduring athletes are the ones that simply do the least. I mean, I just, like you, at some point it does, it does seem hilarious because you have these other guys who are monsters in the weight room and they talk about everything they did to keep their career enduring. And that's, you know, average guys, you know, bench guys and some of the all-time greats, but then there's others mixed in there in all sports that just, it simply doesn't matter. Like, like Phil Kessel saying that, you know, he he's played a lot of hockey, but it's like, there is a love and an understanding of the game that goes beyond, I think that the, what the, the average person is like, I would, you know, you talk about, you know, him not taking those hard pucks off the foot and ending up with a broken, uh, you know, ankle or something to that extent. It's like, I, he probably just sees the game that much better. Like it's probably slower to him to the point where he can avoid injury. And I know that sounds so almost like we're talking about a mythical figure, but it's gotta be part of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he, is definitely seeing the game well. I mean, it's there's no doubt about that. His his playmaking ability. I I think he's such a interesting guy to pretty much everyone, just because he's so different from most players um, in the way he looks, in the way he acts, in the way he talks, everything about him. Um, I I was going around the room asking guys about him yesterday, and they're just like they just can't say enough about the character that he is. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau described him as. 100% pure entertainment. Um, he is hilarious. The guys in the room love him. They mentioned that that was something that they were missing. Uh, they they think, and they didn't straight out say it, but it sounded like since Marc-Andre Fleury had, had been traded, they were kind of missing some levity in the room, mm -hmm. the guy to bring up the, the mood. And Phil Kessel has definitely done that. He's he's a great addition on and off the ice. He His, his production has not been good this year. Um, he thought he scored his first goal last night. Uh, it got called back for offside. So he's still looking for goal number 400. The production has not been there, but so far uh, the Golden Knights are getting all the other benefits of Phil. All right, let's jump topics because it was the big question mark heading into the season. Uh, the goaltending situation right now, Logan Thompson, uh, Aiden Hill, they, you look at the numbers, it's pretty pleasing up to this point, right? Like you've watched the games more closely than I have, but the quick takeaway is like, hey, this, this is working so far. Yeah, the goalies have been excellent. Um, Logan Thompson, especially not just from a numbers perspective, but the eye test, he has passed it with flying colors. I mean, he has made some eye popping saves. Uh, his athleticism is incredible. Um, we all knew that. I mean, we the, the worry when he came from the AHL into the NHL was, yeah, we know he's going to be able to make the desperation saves, but can he stay technically sound and not allow the soft ones and so far to this point he has not allowed a goal that he shouldn't have um, mm -hmm. every single goal scored against him was earned uh, and that's exactly what you need I think going into this year I kind of I, I talked a lot about how Bruce Cassidy's zone system makes life easier on goalies uh, the day they hired him he said he has a goalie friendly system and I think that that has definitely proven out um, his system keeps shots to the outside. It makes it easy for goalies. So I think the Golden Knights are going to get good stats from their goalies. Um, the question is, can they make the timely saves? And so far, Thompson and, and Aiden Hill have both made the timely saves. Um, Logan Thompson against Chicago, the, the Blackhawks had a great first period. They probably should have been up three, nothing, but it was zero, zero because of three spectacular saves by Thompson. The Golden Knights end up winning that game one, nothing. Um, there have been quite a few games like that. Uh, last night, he, he didn't, he wasn't asked to do a ton. The Golden Knights pretty much limited Toronto, but there were a couple grade A chances. Austin Matthews on the doorstep and he made a, a spectacular desperation save with his arm on the goal line to keep that puck out. So 
Um, yeah, the Golden Knights, I think, have made it easy on their goalies. They've asked them to be big in spots. And to this point, they've been very big in those spots. Another one of the questions we had going into the year, Jack Eichel, points leader on the team right now. He's plus five, three goals, four assists. Um, he's getting it done on the power play as well. Does this present to you, because I know we talked about this, like last year he was recovering from his surgery. Does this look like the the actualized Jack Eichel, for lack of a better term? Yes, he looks incredible. Uh, Eichel has looked, he looked great in preseason. Um, <laughs> good enough that I said, I think he gets a hundred points. Um, seven games in, I think um, I'm sticking with that. I think he gets a hundred points. He has been excellent. And, and what's crazy is he's got these points. Um, the line he was on, he was on that top line with Riley Smith and Phil Kessel. And the line was not clicking at all. Um, he was getting his points, but the line just was not clicking. Mm -hmm. Two games ago, Bruce Cassidy switched up the lines. He he went from he was trying to have a more balanced attack. He kind of just loaded up his top two lines. He ended up putting Mark Stone and uh, Chandler Stevenson up with Jack Eichel. And in these two games, that line is unstoppable. I mean, they were dominant last night against the Maple Leafs. Uh, Cassidy mentioned after the game, he put that line up against Austin Matthews line intentionally to see how they would check. He said, you know what? I know they're going to score goals, but can they defend an elite offensive line like Austin Matthews? And they answered the bell. I mean, Jack Eichel was on the ice for eight minutes against Austin, Austin Matthews. In those eight minutes, the Golden Knights outshot the Leafs eight to one and high danger chances were seven to one in favor of Vegas. Uh, they just completely dominated that matchup. So we've only seen it for a little bit, but that new top line with Stone and Eichel, man, they are fun to watch. And they got a lot of speed and, and Chandler Stevenson, uh, not to undersell him. He's the one that scored the goal last night for them. They, that line is looking really good. So as good as Eichel has looked, I think he might be even better. He might look even better than that here going forward. Well, that brings me to the Mark Stone question. Cause that was your big question, Mark heading into the season when we talked a few short weeks ago and you know, he's also productive, you know, goal and he's got the four assists. He's got the points. Um, you know, this is, this was one of the big, big questions. Yeah, he's looked healthy. Um, and I, I talked to him often. He, he sounds healthy. He says he feels good after games. Uh, that was the big concern with the back coming back from back surgery was how will I feel after games? How will I feel when we play a lot of games T tonight will be their first back to back. So I think that's a good test. Um, at times last year when Stone wasn't feeling good, they held him out on back to backs. He didn't play any of them. So obviously he's playing tonight. Um, he's he will. It'll be a good another good test for this uh, recently repaired back. But to this point, all the returns are good. He's looked himself uh, at times. The, the timing's not there, but he's getting that back. He's looked better and better as the games have gone on. That's to be expected. I think this this new line combination with him uh, surrounded by Eichel and Stevenson just really magnifies his passing ability. I think Mark Stone, everyone talks about his defensive game. We know how good that is. But I think the other part of his game that's so good is because he reads the play so well, he's able to kind of just float pucks into space. Um, he chips them off the boards. He, he kind of dangles it around a defender and just pops the puck into space and lets his, his line mate skate into it. And it, it, to me, it makes, he, he's playing with two guys that are incredibly fast in Eichel and Stevenson. I think they're the two fastest skaters on the team. When they play with Mark Stone, they look even faster because he allows them to get pucks with speed. They're not in their skates. They're not having to slow down and break stride to get the, the play. I just think it's such a perfect match to surround Stone, who's not the best skater, with two burners um, where he can just get them going and let them do their thing on the rush. Uh, I think this is a really good combo for them. 
In terms of uh, the system, you were wondering how this was going to work out with everything we had seen um, from you know Cassidy in his past and wondering how the team was going to adapt to it. Obviously, in terms of goals against, Vegas, one of the early season leaders, I'll be the obvious sports talk guy and say small sample size. But clearly, uh, it's working up to this point. Can it endure? Yeah, it's right now it's looking good. Um, I was kind of skeptical, especially early in the season because of the competition. They, were, they had a game against Seattle. They had a game against Chicago. It's like, okay, how, how impressive is this really? Um, I was interested to see how they did this week against Winnipeg, Colorado, and Toronto. Uh, three really good offensive teams, especially the Avs and Leafs, obviously. And the defense held up well. I thought against Colorado, they didn't win that game, but it was a really close game. It came down to the wire, and, mm-hmm. and they kept the Avs to the outside. This defense, this zone defense, they will let you have the puck on the outside. They'll let you keep the puck in the zone, but they won't give up the good ice, and, and they all the shots are coming from the outside. They've allowed the third most low danger chances, uh, low danger shots in the NHL and the fewest high danger shots in the NHL. So they're letting, they're, they're keeping everything to the outside. Like I mentioned earlier, making things easier for their goalies. Um, it's worked now, like you said, it's early in the season. I don't think the Leafs are clicking the way they, they can be. The avalanche are certainly not clicking the way they can be. So there's still a lot to be proven with this defense, but the early returns are excellent. Um, not just against the the bottom teams that they've played, but against some of these teams that can really put up points, their, their defense has held up well. Let's get into tonight's game. Um, you know, one of the outs, you know, outlying factors is that the Sharks in Nashville, you know, life has not been kind to them since returning from Europe. Um, but the Sharks were able to finally get those first couple of wins. Uh, I'm not expecting to see a lot of scoring tonight. The Sharks' defense has not been the problem. They've had, you know, they've given up two goals or fewer in a number of games. They're coming off a shutout. They've only given up four goals in their last three games. I mean, this is um, a team that is, on that side of things, okay. The offense is the is the big, big struggle, struggle, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at a 3-2-2-1 game type tonight. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, the Golden Knights, especially with this new zone defense, they don't pressure teams the way they used to. They kind of sit back and they wait for you to make the mistake. So um, I, if, if the Sharks can play a clean game and not turn the puck over exiting their, their defensive zone um, and not hand the Golden Knights odd man rush opportunities, because if you do, the Golden Knights are one of the best rush teams in, in the league. I don't think they create as well when they're in their offensive zone trying mm-hmm. to cycle the puck. But on the rush if you hand them turnovers and you hand them odd man rushes they are deadly so if the sharks can limit their 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 mistakes and manage the puck well coming up the ice um the golden knights are going to kind of sit back and wait for you to make a mistake so i i agree with you we could see a very low scoring game i could see this one being a low event game um and and just waiting for someone to make a mistake and it could come down to to which goalie is sharper it, i would guess aiden hill is going to get his revenge game tonight uh <laughs> logan thompson obviously played last night against toronto uh, aiden hill got both games against the sharks in the preseason so it looks like they're going to keep that rolling um it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens awesome jesse well i appreciate your time as always keep up the great work and we will talk soon all right my friend yeah absolutely thanks for having me Again, that was Jesse Granger of The Athletic joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network as we get ready for tonight's game. Uh, Just to take a look at the standings in the Pacific, specifically, that's hard to say, Pacific specifically, uh, Vegas on top, then Calgary, 
Edmonton, Seattle, LA, the Sharks, Anaheim, and Vancouver. Um, in terms of the points, the Sharks only two back of where LA are, although LA have a game in hand on San Jose. But listen, this is early season talk. Let's try and chill on the panic. That's that's just my one request. I get that we all have not liked the start to the Shark season, but there's a lot of hockey yet to be played. And we will get a really good look tonight at this team when they take on a good Vegas Golden Knights squad at the tank. All right, that wraps it up for the buildup. Be sure to join us at 7 o'clock live for pregame coverage. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.